1: Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. <laughs>
2: And welcome back. He's Mark Knutson. I'm Michael Clark. We got a blast for you. It's Broncos blast. Our weekly guest, Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair and read him at Mile High Report. Listen to his Mile High radio podcast with Adam Malnati. The NCAA is a feeder system for the NFL and the Broncos. What does the future relationship look like? Uh, we'll talk about the NFL rule changes uh, and what rule Ian would like to see. Uh, Made And hopefully we'll get to the tackle issue. Uh, How likely uh, are they to make a change from either of their projected starting tackles? Hey, Broncos Blast brought to you by Framed Art. Framed Art is open. You can keep calm and frame on with Brian Hart, Framed Art. Um, go where the Broncos go. Uh, we talked about Shaq Barrett's collection of game worn jerseys from other players. He had 20 of them uh, framed right down there. That's where the Broncos go. All of the teams in town have professional relationships. The governor and the mayor's office framed art from personal and sports memorabilia to uh, museum quality fine art with the award winning and affordable framer in Denver. Framed art 3065 South Broadway and. Make your home happy. Contact Mike Miller. That's what I did. And five-star Denver plumber, $50 off your first service, tell them it's your first time and you heard it on and Company, or just tell them, hey, it's your first time. Five Star, 24-7 Helpline is what I use to get easy answers to my questions and set up the scheduling that we needed. And in these tough times, Five Star Plumbing is offering financing with no job verification to homeowners. Book online, set your appointment, ask questions at 5 com. And good morning, Ian.
3: Good morning, guys.
2: Morning. Hey, the NCAA has been the feeder system for the NFL and the Broncos. And uh, we're diving deep into the NCAA, wondering what it will look like in the future. Will there be an NCAA five years from now? Will the Power Five uh, conferences all bolt and take the NCAA basketball tournament with them, strangling a lot of the other programs? Uh, What are your feelings about that relationship and the future of the
3: NCAA? I think when you have uh, the big boys like, like Alabama, Clemson, and those other teams that are in those Power Five conferences, I don't think that they're at risk. I think it's more of the teams in like the Mountain West, um, maybe at the bottom of the Pac-12. But the, the, the big money grabbers that are going to continue to be that, aren't going to go anywhere in my mind. So I think those teams that feed the NFL are still going to be there. I think it's more of what's going to happen for the teams in the Mountain West in those lesser conferences around the country that don't really have the resources to compete with with schools like Alabama and Clemson, for example. So that's where it's going to be interesting. But I think the Power Five, I think those schools, for the most part, are going to remain the way that they are. What's going to be interesting is what do the rest of the sports in the NCAA go and look like, yep. if they're even there. So I think that's where it'll be interesting. And then with the, the conferences like the Mountain West and, and those other lesser conferences that aren't in the Power Five, they're going to be the ones that are going to be at risk.
0: Hey, hey, Ian, um, the XFL goes on the, basically on the auction block in a, in a few weeks. Uh, Vince McMahon said he's not going to try to buy his, his league out of bankruptcy. Somebody pro- probably will, hopefully will. Do you ever see the NFL get involved in anything like that with the NFL? In, in, instead of the NCAA being the, the feeder system, does the NFL have any interest that, that you've heard of in making their own feeder system out of the AAF or the XFL or any of those? these other like kind of pseudo-minor league s- setups?
3: I haven't heard of anything like it, but I think they should because when you look at NFL Europe, one of the yep. one of the most famous players to play in that league was Kurt Warner, and yep. he turned into a pro football Hall of Fame quarterback with the yep. then St. Louis Rams, uh, New York yep. Giants, and then the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I I think that's where it could make sense, and I think you don't want it to compete against the NFL. Obviously, the NFL owns the fall. But if you do it in the spring, and that's when the NFL Europe was going, yep. you absolutely have the ability to have a feeder system like minor league baseball, if there is going to be minor league baseball anymore. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good or, question. Uh, or or junior leagues for hockey, uh, because there's multiple avenues for for young hockey players to go because yep. they have they have those all those junior leagues but they also have college that they can go through. Yep. So I think it would just offer another ability for 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 for, for, football, for football players to to choose what path that they want to go. And it, it would obviously give the NFL the ability to make more money and I think if if any proposal is going to come forward about a feeder system for the NFL it would start and stop with how much money is the NFL going to make. Yep. yep.
2: Right. <laughs> I think I think that's well said and right to the yep. point. The other point would be for fans, the style of play is the uh, is that uh, I'd say the tail is wagging the dog. When you've got all this no. option football running quarterbacks, RPO, the style of the entire NFL game is changing now. I'm a college fan, so it's changing for the better in many ways, in my opinion. But the drop back Johnny is and Joe Montana's are few and far between. If you had a feeder system, you obviously could teach your style or your system to whatever minor league team uh, you're affiliated with. And, and uh, you know, the, the way you learn uh, maybe the Yankee way in the minor leagues, for instance, in baseball, you you could do that sort of thing. Let's get on to the rule changes. We've been wanting to talk about this for two weeks. The onside kick has been tabled. Uh, People concerned with how easy you could get a first down and keep the ball because of pass interference and defensive holding. The booth umpire to communicate to officials uh, has also not been passed, but they're going to test that in the preseason. And that whole pass interference review, which would have uh, had it been in in, in effect and worked, would have probably changed the result of the uh, Rams' Uh, Saints uh, in the NFC and taking the Saints out to the Super Bowl that failed bitterly because of the way they uh, uh, did it it had to be a game changing play not just a bad call what do you think about the Booth umpire and is there any future for this thing
3: I I certainly hope so and to tie this all together one one thing that you could do with this feeder system if it's tied to the NFL is you could do all these rule changes and see how it works in the feeder system and then, if it works, then you can implement it in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. I think great point. What, I, what I, I gather with this fourth and fifteen is you have a bunch of owners and people on the uh, on these committees that are just terrified of change. They don't want to make it easier. And I think this fourth and fifteen that was proposed, and it's it's from John Elway and the Broncos. Is brilliant. I think it it ties into what college football does. It makes college football. What makes college football exciting is it. it, 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 It's like it's nonstop. And I think when you have a fourth and fifteen, instead of going for an onside kick, it gives the team a chance. And all and that's what fans want. Is they, regardless of the time in the game, they just want their team to have a chance. They don't want a blowout fans watching the games don't want to blow out. So if there's a way to keep interest in the game, this fourth and 15 does that. It keeps people interested in the game and stays there, which ties into ratings. It can tie into uh, ad revenue for the, for the NFL. So the fact that they tabled it is kind of surprising as for the um, sky judge. I, I, I hope that they implement this because that you you mentioned that pass interference rule, Michael, and it started with the Rams and the Saints in the NFC Championship game, and then you saw it blow up in the NFL space when there was a blatant offensive pass interference from Kyle Rudolph with the Vikings that led to a game-winning touchdown that, again, kept the Saints from advancing in the playoffs. So it's not a... There is a way to help the officiating get better because the last couple of years... It hasn't been as good as it needs to be, and it, it, they've been—it's like they've been reticent to admit it. But behind the scenes, they know there's a problem. Hopefully, this is the path to help correct that. So, hopefully, it gets implemented after they test it in the preseason.
0: One of my big
2: complaints P- ian Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Uh, what about what about a booth umpire just for Saints games? <laughs> Oh, Michael.
0: Um, uh, yeah. The now you see you, you throw me all off whack when you come up with one of those lines. Um, if, if there was a minor league feeder system, that would also be a chance to train officials better. My complaint with officials at both the college and professional level is that they're part-time employees. They only work half. They only work on weekends, right? They're, they're insurance salesmen or whatever during the week. If you got a finally feeder system you'd have to have referees you could train referees you get younger referees who are are more agile and can stay stay up with the play better and you get guys who are better at their job better at their job means fewer replays in my opinion fewer needs for replays so that's just another point and Ian you made a really good point about it's another way another reason you should have your own feeder system and not rely on college
3: I, I absolutely agree with that. The fact that the uh, officials in the National Football League are not full-time employees of the National Football League, I do not understand that. And what you're seeing the last couple of years is you have all these veteran receiver or uh, referees like Ed Hockey Lee and some of these other guys who are now turning into commentators on CBS yeah. or NBC or Fox, and now you're having people who, because there is no feeder system and there's no way for them to get – To get groomed for the big for the for the big time, so to speak, you're seeing these problems. So I absolutely agree that the, the feeder system would not just help in terms of players. It would it wouldn't just help with rules. It would absolutely help with officials. And I think that's the biggest thing. After you make them full time employees, now you're getting into a point where when you have veteran officials retire. You're not going to be in a situation where you have young guys who have only done it as a side judge or a back judge or an umpire. They've never done an NFL game as a referee. It's going to be too much for them. And it has been the last couple of years. And it would also help to have people who are in and directing officials who have done it before. And I think you're starting to see that now because Walt Frazier is going to be in on that. And there was another name that I saw that, it, it's escaping me right now, but uh, they're starting to do it. I think the the feeder system would take care of all of that, but the first step would be to just make them full-time and full-time employees of the National Football League. Yep.
2: We've got a we've got a run at the end of this segment. I'll just ask you a yes or a no. Are you with me? I think the. Uh, um, the expansion of the replay system this is going to include touchdowns and turnovers negated by a penalty uh, defenseless player kick return punt returner not having time to become a runner now that's a penalty you've got to protect the player uh, multiple dead ball fouls and manipulate the clock is outlawed and you can bring three not two now back off of the uh, injured reserve list to play games uh, yes or no any objections to those uh, I'd say they're all good
3: I, I say they're all good, and the the third one is basically uh, a Bill Belichick rule. So, surprise! <laughs> Indeed,
2: <laughs> Ian, we will uh, continue uh, to enjoy Mile High Radio, the podcast on mile on Mile High uh, Report, and read yours and uh, Alan Malnati's writing there. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ian. Coming up next, Ram Roundup, Kelly Lyle from the Colorado, nobody does it better than Kelly. How would a functional NCAA look for Colorado State and also for the bigger colleges? Uh, Can a G5, Group of Five athletic program like CSU, survive if the Power Five teams bolt the NCAA, and especially if they took the NCAA basketball tournament with them? We'll talk about that next.